0: hi everybody and welcome to this episode of the nsl's podcast hope you're all keeping well who's listening my name is the host of the NSLs, and i'm glad to be joined by francis my deadly duo partner how are you
1: yeah all good Stephen. all good being home this week from we work working that not gallivanting up and down the uk so it's been it's a nice wee treat being back with the family and that for a change yeah sure
0: it is i'm sure it says that our boys have left us yet again left us all on the alerts and <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: everyone has different things going on but the listeners are stuck with us too so we'll crack on into it
1: uh, that was just
0: we'll, we'll start with the unusual kickoff at 3 30 in the afternoon on a tuesday we're Celtic comfortably 1-2-0 against our old foes starting Faros and francis to be honest it was probably a con- one of the most controlled performances i've seen Celtic do in, in europe in a long long time obviously you look back at the games against batiste and leverkusen albeit batiste would create a few chances but we were we were fish out of water in some some parts of that game but this game at home I thought we were controlled, and the way we played, especially the goals, we'll touch upon, obviously, Jada's, Jada's beautiful pass to um, Kyogo, which was a fantastic finish by him as well, but before we get stuck into that, what was your overall take on that performance?
1: Well, without sounding doom and gloom, Stephen, it's a game a team like Celtic should be winning. Like Celtic should be winning against teams like Fernand and Varos, We all do respect to them, but... To then look at more realistically, it's where we are. It was it, it's nice to get off off the mark and stuff in Europe now, and hopefully we can kick on, pick up three points away if Farros and, far and eh, ideally try and get second in the group. But yeah, the game, like you say, I think you summed up perfectly well. It was what like I'd, I've only seen the highlights of the first half due to work, but I've seen the full the full second half, and the second half we absolutely dominated. Really, they, they never really. Never really came out. I like caught us, caught us on the attack. They they had they had moments. We Starfield had that had that moment, but, but a, a wee slight back pass. But Joe Hart was out quick. Then Ralston had a good recovery. I think when it was just at one so, nil. So there was a couple of wee moments that Joe Hart made a good save in the first half. But I think I think like you said, Stephen, it was as comfy as a two nil one two nil victory you'll possibly get in Europe. Well, I'm glad
0: you actually said that about we should be beating things like Furnas And you know, from a Celtic point of view, I keep speaking like that, but it's yeah. not the, way, the way we've been over the last 18 to 20 months. And that obviously includes the, the previous managers reading that as well. So it just seems to be, in European football, we've kind of had a brick wall or a glass ceiling. But what a thing on the performance, as you said, it, it was controlled, All albeit it wasn't the kind of the free-flowing Celtic that the cognitive mm. claims that he wants to play. It was a far more... Kind of like not defensive but caution, I would say, from it. And you've seen Carl McGregor return obviously to the base of the midfield. And I thought he played fantastically well. And yeah. He controlled he controlled it there. But I said to you guys beforehand, I was I was surprised he didn't put B in from the start. Did, did you think he would have went that way? Just for a wee bit more solidity solidity in midfield?
1: Well, I suppose you could maybe look at the Motherwell game and obviously Rockets and Turnbull started there, but in all due respect to Motherwell Fair and Varros are a better team. And but Equally, you were away from home there where I would have thought a beat-on would have been more suited against a mother well away from home where a, a tighter park. You could argue being at Parkhead, you've got a bigger park, but still, yeah, I, I feel expected a beat-on to be in there, Stephen. I, I kind of was wanting that, but here we are after a couple of days after it, and it's one of the ones, that there's a reason why we're on the podcast and not in the, not on, the not on the touchline, shall we say. I well that's
0: true. I'm a football manager touchdown, but that's enough for <laughs> <Yeah. it? laughs> yeah. But like as you said, we'll touch upon the goals. And I obviously, first of all, the the first half ended in the elites, and it wasn't really eventful. As I said, it was controlled by Celtic, and then we look forward into the second half. And I think many Celtic fans were saying we need to be quicker, far far more quicker in possession, get the ball to pitch. And we've seen that from the get-go, and not more so from uh, Jada, basically from the deep end of his own his own feet, his own pitch from the Celtic yeah. end. He picked the ball up in the past two players on the outside and he looked up and he seen the man himself Kyogo making that darting run and that's another thing Francis as well Kyogo makes them runs all the time but the players don't seem to pick him out when you watch him why well, I'm watching him on the tv camera like so I'm, I'm not really seeing the whole benefit in the stadium but he, his movement's fantastic he's always looking for the ball and even Jada said it in his interview that Kyogo's movement is the best he's seen who he's played with currently in his professional career but well, touch. We'll, we'll, we'll speak about the goal first in terms of the build-up and had <laughs> pinged that ball. There's so many angles of it. I I've watched oh, it like 15, 16 times. It's it's unbelievable. Like that. If that ball was played by anyone else in the world at a at a another big club, it'd be talked about for weeks. Yeah. And Kyogo's touch and he just cushions it in front of him, and you're thinking to yourself, is he going to try and chip the keeper? But he does cushions it past him like a pass, and yeah. the bottom right corner. It was a fantastic team goal, wasn't it? Well, albeit. The majority of the team goal was the kind of goal in general, it was
1: just <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it was. It's like you, Stephen. I've watched it countless times. I honestly don't know how many times I've watched it, and it was, it was a good goal considering we we had the ball in our own box. Starfield had it, not not under great pressure at the time, but and Burrus were, was trying to sort of pin us uh pin us into the corner, and uh, he just lays it off to Montgomery. Montgomery eh, no, I think it, it was Yota sorry and I think it was Yota and Montgomery play a nice V one too that just simple eh, schoolboy sort of for football if you like, but it's it looks looks brilliant when it comes off just in the wee triangle. And it just released them and Kaiogo makes that run. And eh, I would like to say Kyogo makes it easier for Yota, but you've still got to play the pass and it was it's the way he's played the pass. It, he could have maybe tried to play it play it along the ground but then it probably makes it easier for the defender to cut it out or he could have played it high over the top that maybe gives the keeper and defenders again a chance but he's actually pinged it in and said to Kyogo just and like Kyogo's not had to break stride and he's just as I say played the pass and it's saying to Kyogo like this is all on you it's, if you don't get your touch away this is your fault I've, I he couldn't have played the pass any better I don't think and then Kyogo's touch is just, it's absolutely fun it's as good as the pass and then oh. the keep the keeper's uh, positioning, maybe is a question, but that could be down to the fact that he's not expecting that pass and the run for Kyogo. And then, like you say, that uh, Kyogo's just he's just passed the ball in. But I think that's again that was more down to the keeper's positioning when he's when you see when Kyogo, re- Kyogo receives the ball, the keeper's kind of no man's land, away out sort of uh, the right of what would be his box. So he's Kyogo's got almost the middle to the le- very left of the goal to the keeper's left to actually aim at it. and it's it's an intelligent finish he knows he doesn't need to lash at it, it it's just a wayside side footer and it's in and it's it was a really intelligent finish from Kyogo. but like you say it's the goal it's oh it was brilliant I could I could watch it a hundred times more Stephen and be uh, impressed same matter, I'm, I'm
0: probably going to watch it tonight as well do you know what I mean it's just one of them <laughs> one of them yeah. things was John had played that backspin where it does sits yeah. perfectly for Kyogo to take that ball in his first touch and the way he passes it around. And see, to be honest, obviously Kyogo we've seen before, he's kind of snatched at opportunities and he works off the last man and rebounds and stuff. That was the first time I've properly seen him compose like that. Yeah. Where like hang stood still and he just cushioned it in the, the bottom right-hand corner and it was fantastic. And the eruption in the stadium, that's what the players needed. They needed that lift. Yeah. And obviously you look ahead to the second goal, which was a wee bit more messy, but again, it was a goal, and they give it to David Turnbull, and that's down as an own goal officially, but again, I think for me, it was a David Turnbull goal that came off an e quite clearly yeah. in, in, in the replays, but Yefa being Yefa, I mean, they won't make many friends at Celtic Park, but, on or anything. <laughs> I know. but in terms of the second half, we've seen a wee bit more attacking football, and obviously, Kyogo and Jada are a big part of that, but one thing I want to touch upon, and we've sp- we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, is, about it, and again for me, it just seemed an- another game that kind of passed him by. I, d- I, don't know what it is. Yes, he's come in; he's made a great impact. I think he scored five or six goals, assisted as many as well. But the last two or three weeks, in in terms of club football,
1: he's just been off it. <coughs> Sorry, what was uh, yeah. I would. He has. He has been off it, Stephen. Um, the the guy is still only twenty year old. He's coming into a new new culture, new team, and that it, it maybe can't be easy and. He probably didn't expect the start he's had. Much, like, far less Celtic fans expecting the start. And I think I think he's a victim of his own success right now, with how well he has started, he's became a victim of that but and also we've not we've not really got anyone that can maybe play out there in, in his place. And I think that's a problem from not not saying that his standards have dropped, but the guy has played probably way more football than uh Poster wants him to play at this state this stage, so you could really be doing with having somebody competing with him out there. Maybe the return to Mikey Johnson could help that, because we know Yota can uh, go over on the right and play and perform just as well. He performed really well against Batiste over there, so I mean, fingers crossed, you're, you're asking a lot for Mikey Johnson to stay fit, but if even if he can stay fit for three or four weeks, it can maybe let you play Mikey Johnson out on the left and Yota on the right, and it just it gives a bad. Art. I just think the guy needs a rest. I'm. I i do not want to criticise him too much, Stephen. But he hasn't. He hasn't been on the last four or five games anyway. It's
0: from my point of view. It's not criticising. It's just pointing out the things we can see oh, yeah. quite clearly on the pitch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's not. He's not really coming in the box as, he, as much as he did at the start. He's not following up with rebounds when he scored all them goals. were all from rebounds to be fair. Yeah. And even when he's one on one with the defender. he, he I mean, I don't know if anyone would have the stats on this, but I'm, i say his uh, dribble dribble isn't that good, because he, he very rarely gets by the man. Mm. And as you said, he might have not expected it to come into Celtic and be a first choice right away, but it was the, it was the kind of place we were in. We had no James Forest, And as you said, Maggie Johnson has only come back now. And i actually seen a funny tweet about that. They said, brilliant cameo appearance by Maggie Johnson. Let's hope we can build on that on his next one in 2026.
1: To be fair, he actually not Played okay, Mickey Johnson when he came on. Yeah. I think I think all the substitutes played. They will played their part. To be fair,
0: there's there's no doubt in my mind that if Mickey Johnson got rid of them injury issues, he would be one of our star players easily, because he's off the mole of a Jada. I'm not saying he's as good as Jada, but it's tricky feet to see inside the yeah. box. I've seen him score goals that no one else can. He takes the ball, he runs, yeah. he runs the pace, and he just takes players out of the game. He eliminates them, and that's the way I think Posta Cogley wants his white men. Being. And just at the minute, a batter isn't being that for me. I'm not being critical of the guy. I just think he's probably jaded with it himself. He's probably tired and needs a break because he's started basically every game since he's come in. But I want to go back to the other, and I don't know if you've seen this, but we touched upon the fact that Benfica have this loan page where they watch their their star young players out on loan to European things, wherever it may be. And apparently the fans are giving the club stick and there was one comment in particular they said i hope this smear shite on their faces <laughs> because, because we have jada and they don't and obviously we all know benfica are a, a squad packed with talent from talents from all around europe and world football but just to touch upon the game when it comes to january the first call you're making this pasta koglu is the our new chief chief executive whoever it is michael nicholson press the button to get Jada, get the other day done would you be doing that
1: oh uh, yeah i would be i mean if they do a Go my page, I'll be chipping in and everything if they actually need to try and find the six and a half million if if that that seems to be the figure that is agreed in the, the sort of a, the loan deal with the, the the option to buy. So yeah, I'd, I'd be doing everything in my power, I'd be buttering your up just every how you doing, where's your head at just they probably are doing that, but I mean imagine Possible will be doing that and you've just got to players like that I feel in recent years haven't came about a lot like Scott Sinclair was maybe the last guy that's maybe had that sort of a impact as a winger just out wide and goes by boys. James Forrest is the same, but I think James Forrest maybe sort of guilty of being there for a long period of time and just he's he's in with the woodwork if you like and. Sinclair was a new player and Yota's a new player it's getting the fans excited about someone else so yeah I'd definitely be doing all I can to say look we, we want you to stay here uh, and just do whatever we can to get a deal but there's one big factor is does Yota want to stay if he keeps performing like this there'll be more than Celtic probably looking at him. Benfica might go oh don't we we made a mistake the last two seasons we are sending this point in loan because he is performing in Europe and that's where he's got to get recognised if he keeps on turning in performances like that in Europe other teams will look at him obviously I'm guessing with the the loan deal obviously we have the right to buy it. I'm assuming that means we've got first option up to a certain date that we'll have first option on him but you just you don't really know the, 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 all the inside details of, of the deal apart from you, we know we have a greater fee to make the deal permanent. But does that mean we've got first option come the end of the season if we let it drag on to then or whatever? So, yeah, I'd just be... I'd be doing everything I can to make sure he, he knows he's wanted at Celtic. From I think he'll know the fans want him to stay. And you would like to think that's an important thing, but obviously players want to work under a manager that they enjoy working with and they want to be in a surrounding and stuff that they're, they're comfy with. So, yeah, I'd be trying to just... Lay out the red carpet, so to speak. And equally, I'd be doing the same with uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers. I think he's had a, he has had a great impact as well. I just don't know what the figure is involved in that one. That Nobody seems to... I've never really heard a figure in that one, but certainly with I just... Like we've said plenty of times, he's the type of Celtic player you want. Eh? He just gets the ball, going and boys, and that. The, the Magidi-type player gets bums off seats. So yeah, mm. just just do what, we, do what we can, absolutely do what you can to get that deal done. And we like to think, as you said, we do have first refusal. Usually that's how loan
0: deals work out, isn't it? The, cl- the club who has them gets the choice and then, as you said, it goes past a certain date and other teams can come in for that player. But I think as well, Posta Coglu seems to be that type of guy that these players he cur- he's currently assembled. Now, arguments can be, be
1: made if they were Posta Coglu signings to loan him, yeah. but... Yeah, I don't think like everybody that's come in has been Posta Koglu saying, but you ought to definitely across no. that type of player. Yeah. But this is what
0: I'm saying. like The likes of Kyogo, uh Jada, even, as you said, Fickers and Abada as well, they seem to want run through brick walls for Pasta Koglu, and that's the type of player we need even more so now, especially in the transition, even though I hate using that phrase of word.
1: But, <laughs> but it, it, as a transition, you've got to, as much as you hate it, we are in one, you just can't ignore it.
0: Oh, 100%. But you made a great point at the start of the show when you said Celtic should be beating teams like Yeah, and that's the way I feel about the league, the league situation, and hopefully the kind of form we've been shown in the league sticks with us and we go on a run, which would be fantastic. But you did talk about Cameron Carter-Vickers. I'm going to come on to him, but another player I want to mention is Cal McGregor, the skipper. And I just thought, even though he missed a penalty, and I don't understand why he took it, because he's very rarely took a penalty for Celtic, but apart from that it was a fantastic performance in my opinion, he showed leadership, he showed just an example to every player on the pitch, I was having this discussion with a friend of mine and not, I was saying to, to him that not all captains need to be like a scab around when they're shouting and motivating, do you know what I mean? You can have a yeah. captain who should, leads by example on the pitch and I thought Cal McGregor exemplified that, he just played it nice and neat, he was at the base of the midfield and he controlled that game for me and Apart from other, I think he would have been probably man of the match, to be fair. And it's, it's just the way we're used to seeing karma McGregor play. There's always that argument, can he do that role? But that game, he certainly proved he can, didn't
1: he? Oh, yeah. I mean, we all know Cal McGregor's a, a fantastic football player. like, And not just, like, he's good with the ball. He, he sees a pass, he can score. He's comfortable on the ball. Like, he can run with the ball and, like, break the lines in midfield and, Get you up the park sometimes if you're a wee bit under pressure. He's he's got that, a eh, nice footwork to, to get away from some players. So like, for me performances like the other night don't surprise me. A Carl McGregor. I just I know he's got that in his locker. And but like you say, as as a leader, I th- like Williams touched on it plenty of times, just saying that he feels it's being the captain has brought McGregor on leaps and bounds. It's. He's grew and grew into the role and I, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Like like you say, you don't not all good captains have to shout and ball and bit, like tell boys where they need to be and things like that. That's that's just the type of player Scott Brown was. It's that, that was him. That made him Car McGregor is slightly different. Like not to say that Scott Brown didn't do it with performances, but you like, didn't really want, you didn't want Callum McGregor suddenly start to shout and ball at everybody. And you're know, like, well, stop trying to be Scott Brown, be your own captain. And I think, I think he's doing it. I mean, he does, you do see him uh, shouting out orders, pointing, telling folk where to be. He's obviously taking a bit more responsibility on and a lot of that could, could be down to uh, just helping the new manager come in as well, which is, if he's doing something like that, that just shows you the type of leader he is if he's willing to go, right, I'll help this guy. Like, I want this Celtic to be a success. This guy wants Celtic to be success, so let's. I'll do all I can to help him that. But yeah, I I thought it was fantastic again the other night, Stephen. But I can It was one of the ones um, performances that don't don't surprise me for Callum again because I just think he's a top 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 player.
0: A player that Celtic, like if we we let him go, we couldn't replace. To be honest, yeah, he's struggling a, unless what award test of like forty fifty million quid. That's how highly I read him. I just think he's fantastic. But as you said. Cameron Carter-Vickers is another guy who's came in on loan with a partner that option to buy from Tottenham. And I think he's slotted in perfectly to the centre-half position. I mean, there's question marks over Starfelt as defensive partner. But that seems to be, at the moment, Postacoldi's preferred too. We don't know when Julian's back, All Bailey keeps posting pictures on Instagram with the wee tiger mm. thing. So it must be very soon. But let's touch upon um, Carter-Vickers. When he first came in... Obviously, he was a little Bournemouth last season and they all ranted and raved about him, saying he was a cracking player. They like, actually wanted him back, I believe, but he chose to come to us. And what I'm seeing from him is he's not flashy. He doesn't try mad things. He doesn't sprint out from the back and take players on, but he's solid. And he adds that bit of experience and calmness, much like Joe Hart's doing as well behind him. I think he's made a fantastic difference to the team. But what's your overall
1: take on Cameron Corner vickers at the back? first of all, like, to talk about his defensive partner in recent weeks, I think he's came on leaps and bounds. I'm starting to get a wee bit more confident in Starfield. I think he's due a bit of credit. He's, he's certainly coming on. But yeah, Cameron Carter-Vickers, like you say, I, don't, I wouldn't class him as a no-nonsense defender, but he's all of that ilk. He likes a tackle. He, he likes the aerial battle and that. And he just he's, he's so commanding that, and I actually think Starfield prefers that type of role as well. I Don't think any of them really want to be the ball playing defender and stuff. They, they they're obviously doing it because that's that's uh, the sort of philosophy he wants to play. But yeah, I think they're I think Cameron Caravaca is another deal I Would I would really like to get done just against somebody? He just is very commanding, a proper old school sort of old school defender. Something we've lacked in the last. Couple of seasons, I think, uh, in central defense has. I feel we have been a wee bit, wee bit. We can get bullied a bit, and if you've got guys like I don't, I don't actually know how tall he is. It doesn't look the tallest, but he's definitely got a big frame. He looks a big boy, like he looks a, a really a strong laddie and stuff. And uh, equally, uh, Starfield's the same. So just and maybe when Julian comes back, you've got like the tall guys, so you've got the presence and stuff. So I just think. That can that can be a good base to sort of start from if you've got defenders that like to defend first and foremost. Like we as much as we like always were in team barcasts at the end of the day you just want your keeper to make saves and as much like your defenders, <laughs> I just want I just want to make, make tackles at the end of the day. If if they can start put, pinging 50, 60 yard diagonal passes over the midfield to the attackers then that, I guess that's just a Brucey bonus at the end of the day, but yes, Carter Vickers is is impressing me and stuff, and as a dealer, I would also like to get done, because it's again, it gives you that continuity, you need to try and, a good team has always got a good spine so, like you see Joe Hart's Joe Hart's not really done any wrong apart from maybe the Batiste game, Uh, but yes, and then your defence Carter Vickers has been solid Starfield's coming into it mcgregor's just got to be mcgregor and then you've got kyle go through the middle who's it's just been a revelation so there's a nucleus a great spine there and that's that's great for any team when you've got a solid good spine in a team it's it's a good basis to sort of build on success and build a team on it
0: i think as well you make a great point in terms of starfield i think to be fair we've questioned him countless times even though he's been that for a matter of months and I thought he been shaky but I think the last two or three games especially the one against Ferdinand he's coming into his own and I think he's starting to have a wee bit more confidence in himself even though it's passing the ball but he's trying it and he's getting it yeah. sometimes obviously it takes a away the learning a kind of new philosophy under a different manager but the signs are looking good for them too but I want to throw in a wee way card here before we move on and that's Diamechis he come on number seven jersey obviously famous within Celtics but one thing I noticed straight away, is this guy gets stuck in, yes. and he, he, he'll, he'll try a shot from anywhere, he chested that one down, took it on the bicycle kick, the confidence he has already within himself to do that, it just, just shows you, he scores goals, he was the top goal scorer for a reason in the Dutch league, which is probably, if not a better standard than league we play in, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. there is a, pedig- there's a pedigree about him, he roughed up their defenders, he got stuck in, he, he won flick-ons, he took the ball in as well, and he held it up, and I think going forward, there could be maybe, I wouldn't say a wee partnership with him and Kyogo but he's definitely going to get used more maybe start more games I believe anyway but what's your opinion on
1: him? Yeah I was I wouldn't say really impressed it was it was hard to say really impressed but I was impressed by him like, like you said that one where he chased it and done the sort of a bicycle kick I think that shows confidence from a guy that's still looking for his first goal I know he's not had uh, a lot of chances to get that but that Shows a bit of confidence. I mean, the, the, the chest to take it on the chest the so way he did and just actually control it like, yeah, like it was not like a snapshot, I feel like, where he was reaching for it, he controlled it perfectly. On chest, so he, he looked a real presence. He looks a, again another, t- he looks tall and you can see he's, he's a bit bulky as well. So he looks like he'll give us a presence up top when we, when we maybe require it. He looks like he'll bully some boys and stuff. And it, it doesn't look any slouch. So I'm, by no means is he a Kyogo, but with pace, but he's he's definitely got a, some good movement. A bit of pace. He looks. He looks like he could be a fairly fairly useful player. And like I say, in May, some games might require going the two up top, whether you're chasing a goal or just maybe to start for. Just depending on the team, you might it's to play two up. Like just go the old school four four two. It's it's certainly a, a formation I would. I would go with sometimes teams aren't really expecting uh, two up top, and you might find it. We'll do that more in the s and in the league games, maybe more so at home. Or we'll maybe maybe play Kyogo and uh, Giamarcus up top and stuff, or even maybe games after Europe. Uh, the European games, maybe not in uh, Saturday because Giamarcus is still just trying to find his feet a wee bit, with getting up to speed, but. Maybe in the next few weeks after the European games, if you've got a home game in the league, maybe just put Marcus in and you've got Kyogo to come off the bench because they've clearly got to, where's possible, I think we need to wrap Kyogo up at Cockmull, we'll just give him the breaks he needs, let him rest, because this guy's, Kyogo's not actually had a rest. He would have obviously played during the summer and stuff because like was. Uh, touched on the Japanese league sort of from December to December really so he would have he's not really had the same break as all the other have but yeah, Giacomakos I've been I was I was impressed with what I've seen and excited to see what he may bring to his team and I just I just hope we're giving them the seven jersey. it's not jinxed them because there's been guys in the past that have tried to take that jersey on and it's not it's not worked out for them so I'm I'm crossing everything for the boy but it looks it looks like it could be a, a good asset for us. Yeah, he's a player I'm definitely looking forward to
0: seeing more yeah. of in the Celtics. Yeah. I mean. But, look, on the game itself, I mean, we do have to talk about some, not negative issues, but things that stood out to me, and obviously I'll gauge your opinion on as well, one thing that stood out to me is Montgomery and Ralston, again for me, shows, now this is a really probably harsh term to use, but they're level, they showed their are level to me again. I thought Montgomery, albeit he might not have been fully tipped, in terms of comeback from injury, but he didn't have a really good time <coughs> on the left-hand side. Ralston, for all his endeavour and effort, just, he just lack that final bit that he needs to be a mainstay at Celtic, and that's not no slouch to Ralston. Ralston has played fantastically well. In, in some games, he tailed off a bit there a few weeks back, but he's slowly come back into it. But at uh, just European level, not for me. I think that of Ranovic come straight back into the right-back position, and people may say I'm harsh, but that's my opinion. People can disagree. On the left hand side, if Taylor's injured, it's Ball and Gully spot for me all day long. I, I don't know what do you think about that. Uh,
1: I would agree on the right hand side. I, th- I think Juravich comes in all day long, and like you say, I don't, I don't want to be more critical of Wilson because the guy's not really put a foot wrong, a uh, foot, foot wrong, foot wrong. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guy's not actually put a, a, a foot wrong, but unfortunately somebody, you, you just get to your ceiling point, you're just, like, it's going to sound really harsh, but you just, you find your level, and European level just, it's maybe just a step too far for Ralston, but, but then to totally contradict that, he's probably his best game for Celtic, especially this season, was at the home leg against Alkmaar, but I just, I'm in agree with you with Ralston, I, I think his, his European level might just be a, a step too far, but I wouldn't have an issue with him playing there, eh, provided it wasn't instead of Juranovic. Although it's, it's maybe a bit naive saying that, considering we've, we've not seen a lot of Juranovic. What we have seen, I have been impressed by him, but he's not really had a sustained run on the team. He could, he could come in and be absolutely horrendous, so he would actually <laughs> point, well, we better play Ralston instead. But I think on the face of it, I would have Juranovic before Ralston. And but I would not have an issue if due to fitness and stuff that uh, Ralston's coming in and playing instead of Juranovic whether that be in Europe and stuff but I just think I think Europe has just maybe a step too far for Ralston but by all means I hope he, I hope he proves me wrong any time he's in there I just think positionally now Ralston's getting a wee bit found out I know they will try to play the, the sort of inverted wing bats, but I don't quite think I mean, this could be me not understanding the the role, but I don't think Ralston's totally understanding it. He, he seems reluctant to stay wide when we have the ball. Ralston, I know that's probably passed it down a bit. You've got to be maybe a wee bit more educated, and that could be a factor in why Abada's not playing so well. Because you see, we got like when Montgomery Montgomery stays out wide a lot, but does come in at times. Just, his first first sort of thought seems to be come into that and and like well. Is that the instruction? Or can you try and be a wee bit more educated, mate, and say, well, let's try and spread it a wee bit and just make the make the pitch wide, give the the opposition sort back or left midfield another option? So, potentially, if Ralston stays out wide a lot more, it might actually help a Abadda, but Montgomery's situation are a wee bit different because he looks like he's still got... I, I'm not too sure left back's actually his best position, Stephen. I think he's better, probably would be better just further up the pitch. So I suppose Mm -hmm. your argument would stand then that it's Taylor or Ball and Golly, wouldn't it? I don't think Montgomery is the best left back at the football club, but I think that's more down to I think he's better going forward. And I do agree the other night wasn't his best performance in a Celtic Jersey, but it was like similar else and it's not for the want to try and I just think with Montgomery things just weren't coming off for him it just seemed to be whatever he done. it just was not coming off for him. But I think I would Montgomery I feel has got the potential to get get better where I think Ralston it's I'm not too sure if Ralston will get there, but Montgomery I think has got the potential but I think I think it's more going forward, like maybe further up the part would be would suit Montgomery better.
0: Hmm. I think that as well. I mean I'm not writing off Montgomery, by all means, definitely not. I just think personally for me, as I said that Ball and Golly or Greg Taylor's are your, your two most experienced left-backs and um, when they're fit and available you play them obviously Ball and Golly wasn't available for the Europa League squad again we don't know the circumstances behind that but in, in terms, terms of, of Ralston, that? Was that? <laughs> aye, yeah, that that's very true but I mean in terms of Ralston, we we'll have to tip our hat to him he did make a goal saving challenge yeah. in, in the game yeah. against Fernandes as it, it was a fantastic challenge he came from the right-hand yeah, side he seems to have to, play play it seems to do
1: that every now and again, yeah. like...
0: he done it against Alkmaar as well so I mean, it is harsh, I'll probably get sticked for it, but it, again, it's just opinions surrounding yeah. Celtic and everyone's entitled to their own. But look, that result, the 2-0 victory against Furnas leagues leagues is third in a Europa League group, four points off, but Real Bet is in uh, second place. So the signs are looking good if we get another victory away, away to Furnas Farros in, in the return kind of fixture. We could probably kind of set our hats on if we're going to be guaranteed some sort of European football of the new year, whether it be Conference League or the next stage Europa League. We'll probably we'll, we'll find that out but look one thing i want to touch upon is the the free 30 kickoff and there was lots of kind of speculation about crowd sizes and things like that and empty seats it would look bad for tv so i mean but again this is what we were dealt with and yes. i couldn't believe the attendance francis to be honest i thought it was absolutely fantastic and obviously there's been a few jokes flying around that there were so many kids off school sick notes <laughs> were flying around working, and people were just at Celtic Park and the to, to be honest, I have to admit, when I was younger, like back in the younger days when Celtic were playing, I couldn't go into work. So I couldn't I couldn't concentrate. I would always be be off off my game because Celtic were playing and but obviously as you get older you get used to that. But but I can see where they were coming from. Just packing out that stadium and being there for Celtic and
1: it was incredible, wasn't it, to see that? Oh no, it was it was absolutely That I think what was the attendance? Was it fifty thousand they said? But I said 50,442 or something. I don't know. I mean, it certainly looked very accurate, but what they would obviously base that on as well, I don't think they actually base that on how many comes through the gates. It would be, be ticket sales, so it might be slightly under that, but if it's under that, it's not by thousands anyway. That The stadium looked very, very full. It looked, obviously, it was not close. It's still a good 10,000 short of capacity, but it, it was... It was a very packed stadium. I think the f- the fifty thousand that was reported is is very close, very close. But yeah, it was considering the kick off time on a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, it was it was really nice to see that. And Joe Hart summed up well, saying that, that the players deserve to give uh, the fans that type of performance. And I'm not got to slate anybody if they've put a wee sickie or done anything to get away early and whatever. Kids, they off. I mean. I can remember when Scotland got to the World Cup in '94. My dad kept me off school so I could see the opening game against Brazil and stuff. So, and then I mean, I, I'm not actually with this employer anymore. So my my, my current employer will not <laughs> not getting bothered. But when Brendan Rodgers was announced, I actually left my work a good hour and a half early so I could go and see Brendan Rodgers getting unveiled. So it's, I mean, other clubs for it. It's just it's just what you do to follow your club. Eh? Sometimes. Like, like, probably wrongly. Sometimes working family take a take a, back seat a wee bit when, when they sell are involved in it. It's again, it's one of them things. And we have grand always speak
0: about this and even him at his age nine he still gets affected by it if he can't see the game or even listen to the radio. He's not himself, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's just it's one of them things and that's been passed down to me and it's like that's why I take jobs that so I don't have to work weekends. <laughs> <laughs> But again, as you said, it, it's what people do, and no one's in any position to give anyone grief about it. It, it was fantastic. It made it for a great atmosphere, and we got the win, and we're in with a shout for European football after Christmas, which is great, but we're going to turn our attention to le- the league form, and we welcome to Johnson, the domestic double cup winners of last season, to Celtic Park at 3 p.m., which is fantastic. Again, another 3 p.m. kickoff. Probably another full house to look forward to at Celtic Park, but get into the game anyway. Off the two results. I mean, the the win against Motherwell, Furness, Far Off, two clean sheets as well, which is kind of not associated with Celtic in, in recent past. But, but then to it anyway, I'm confident we can get the win. St Johnson sent eighth on the table, we're fourth. So I'm not being harsh here, but as you said,
1: we should be beating teams like this, shouldn't we? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly confident. St Johnson haven't had a great start. I don't know if they're, how they're playing, if it's just been. I've been unlucky, but like, what was it? Did, was it was Livingston that beat them last weekend. I think it was Livingston because I'd seen my McEwan. Aye, so they got beat last week off Livingston and stuff. So yeah, they've not had the greatest of starts. We seem to be finding a bit of form, and then two of the games have been tricky away grounds, or what? What folk, a lot of folk perceived as tricky away grounds. Yeah, the Aberdeen game was crappy, but it was a result we all we all enjoyed considering the performance and Motherwell game. Was obviously one of the most convincing 2 0 victories and comfy victories we'll, we'll probably have this season, equal to the Ferrick Barros game. So we've had three good results on the spin, and you just want to go, hopefully, can go into the weekend and, and carry it on. And like you say, it's a, it's your old school, traditional three o'clock kickoff, Stephen, at home. I mean, if there was 50,000 at a, a Tuesday game at half three, then I can't see no reason why there'll not be. All, mu- all but a full house duty I, I think social distancing is still in place in scotland in these type of events so there will be some empty seats to accommodate that but at least we won't be like hibs you'll actually be able to see that social distancing is still a, i think still a thing up here whereas at hibs stadium they, they, they kind of follow their stadium to to, to show that. so yeah i think it'll what, be what, a What's hibs, hibs coming into this because it's just they, they can't follow up on Stadium. It's just one of the. It was, that's a point from what we were talking about Hibsidae, mate, and it made me think about that. Would, that, that joke came up. And, uh, I mean, but. Yeah. I almost. <laughs> I've done a John, a John there, I've just went away and ra- naming random things to get back to my original point. And, uh, swings, swings around about France, doesn't it? Yes, yes. And, uh, but yeah, I, I've got full confidence in the team, the way they're playing. They'll. Like Winning breeds confidence. We're we're playing a nice a nice sort of brandy football. As you can, there moments. Yeah, we're not seem to be doing the high press as much, but maybe that's a wee bit of post saying, look, I I need to get the the players in that I need. I need to get them up at this level before I can go back to that. So I need to maybe play a certain way now because it does seem in the last couple of weeks a different sort of a we're picking and choosing when we sort of do the press a wee bit. I, I feel isn't it it looks quite deliberate in how that we're not doing it as much and we're only doing it in certain certain circumstances. So that's maybe just shows the type of manager Postacogl is. He, he, he can adapt on, like a lot of folk in the media that claim that it's, it's plan A, or if that doesn't work, it's plan A do better and stuff like that. So it's, it's a great chance to put a bit of pressure on uh, the rivals across the city as well, Stephen, who have got a tricky away game on the Sunday, I think I think it is against your Nemesis and in Livingston at the Tony Macarena, Tony Macaroni Arena. So it's all you can do is win your game on Saturday, puts a bit of pressure on the game on Sunday and whatever whatever comes of that comes of that if the team across the city win then there's not much you can do. You've done your bit Stephen, so it's all we can do right now is do do the, do your job on the park, which I'm confident we'll do in what will be, will be. What will be, will
0: be. That's a song, isn't it? I think it isn't started a start of the no. song, but no. <laughs> but uh, I think you're you're correct. I mean, the free pm kickoff, off, St. Johnson, and uh, circumstances, Celtics should be kind of beating them comfortably. Uh, I mean, it's not being harsh. Again, it's just the way I stand the things. I thought the excuse culture of the same kind of seeping into some quarters of the Celtic fan base. I didn't like it in terms of all this. uh it's it's a it's a whole new team transition blah 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 but we should still have nothing to thank tank to smash every other sbl team and that's just being brutally honest about it obviously we're going to have off days and i think you make an excellent point by the way francis in terms of the approach of play i've i've clocked up from the get go in the last couple of games we're not kind of high pressing teams up the park as we usually done we're like sitting back and kind of inviting them into certain areas of the pitch and then bang we press we're at the start of the season it was bang, 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 bang. Uh, and then all they all, the, all the other opposition teams were doing was putting the ball over the top, space in behind, scoring a goal, or the usual set piece goal that, that kills us the majority of the time. But I think as well, what Posta Coglu has shown there, that he's not kind of coming away from him style, from the style. He's he's adapting to yeah. what he's seeing on the pitch. And it's a thing that the Scottish media seem to pigeonhole him with that he can adapt. As you say, plan A, do it better, plan A. Do it quicker, blah blah blah. It's always negative, negative, negative against the way he wants to play. And Posta we has been very open and honest that he's not going to change that philosophy. I think he's made it. He, he's tweaked it, which you can do. You can tweak things, make things better until he gets the the caliber of player he wants in to play that stand for ninety minutes. And I'm sure he that's his aim. That's his long term goal for Celtic. But for now, he did need to adapt it. We all could see it, and you can see it now on the pitch and especially against Furnace Faros. I was expecting gung-ho, gung-ho, gong ho but <laughs> Celtic, was, they were disciplined, they kept their shape, they pressed them in certain areas of the pitch, won the ball, created chances. Yes, Ferns Farahs had chances as well, but not as many as we were conceding earlier in the season, and I thought that was a great sign. Another clean sheet for the defence, we'll a wee bit more confidence for the goalkeeper, and it's great signs to, for the Celtic team altogether, but I, d- I don't know if you've seen the, the post-acoggle thing on Twitter, have you, That the, the uh, Australian media made? It's basically... Yeah. A video, of, a video of all his comeback to the Scottish media, and it's oh, fantastic. It's if good. anyone, a good ones there. If, if anyone hasn't hasn't watched it or seen it, go. It's three minutes long. Search for it on Twitter. You'll get a laugh, honestly, because when he first walks through the door, he's been just underestimated. Yeah. And to be fair, yes, people have questions, but again, when things go wrong, it's all that you're allowed to question things. And I'm not going to make any apologies over that. But speaking in terms, as you said, in terms of targets and. What we're looking to go forward. Have Have you seen the South or the Brazilian guy called Fernando Henrique? Yeah, yeah,
1: I've seen that. In 12. Yeah, I've seen that. In 12. From 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 Grêmio, yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, and he's played, he's a Brazilian under-20 international defensive midfielder, and it's kind of what we need. We need we need that midfield packed again. We've lost some key players there, but I just want to touch upon the markets. Obviously, the Brazil market is one Celtic's never really tapped into in terms of going there directly. Yes, we've had the likes of Geniro, players like that, but never really coming from the Brazilian league, do you think if we're plucking players from there and Japan, Australia, wherever it may be, it's a good sign?
1: It shows worth casting net far and wide, obviously without getting a lot political and stuff, like I think the Brexit deal, is kind of makes the markets like the Brazilian one a wee bit easier when it comes to work permits and stuff, so it's maybe just taking advantage of certain rules now and stuff. So, it's one of like the Japanese market. Obviously, being with Posticoglu is managed it uh, lately, and then obviously the the uh, the success of Kyoglu, whether it only be for a few months, it there seems no reason why he's not got to continue that on for forever. However long he's at Celtic, so if we dip into the Japanese market again, it wouldn't surprise me. The Brazilian one slightly does, but you look at teams like Shakhtar Donetsk and things like that, they, they, and then even, I think like the Austrian teams are quite, maybe more like African players. So, yeah, teams like Shakhtar Donetsk and stuff, they they seem to be able to take advantage of sort of a, be able to get some of the, the best Brazilian talent. Now, I'm not saying this guy's got to be a superstar, but you just never know. It's a position I, I do want us to strengthen as a good, I think we just need that solid solid bastard type player in the, in the middle of the park and that, like, I've said that before and that, like, I got stuck for it. i probably get, like, we need a Ryan Jack type boy in there, a guy that just breaks up play, gives it to somebody to do their job. He, that's what he does, like, sorrow with all the, like, sorrow looked like he could be that guy but I just, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like he's cut out for it. I just, I have no confidence in that guy. He's a bundle of energy but that's, that's about it. I just uh, I think we need yeah. a Ryan Jack type player, and if there's any truth in this Brazilian boy, let's just hope the last time we went straight to the German market and brought a Brazilian guy, he turns out better than him. I mean, we all know the infamous Raphael Shite, but I think that was the last time we actually bought someone straight from the Brazilian mark Brazilian league. So fingers crossed. He's he only needs to be about five percent better than him, and he'll be a half decent player, but. Yeah, let's let's hope he's not not that one anymore. more. More, I know Genino necessarily wasn't a success, but he was he was still a really good player at times for Celtic. It's, let's yeah. hope he's more of more of that type player than the Raphael Shite, eh, Raphael Shite one that we brought in.
0: Well, as you said, it wouldn't be that hard to be a better player than him. I mean, Celtic were ten no. his wages up until, up until like two thousand five, which is just incredible. But uh, like, we'll move on to our usual lineup and score predictions. So I'll go first to the lineup. I'm going to go four four two. Obviously not going to happen, but I just want to see a wee bit of experimentation to see if it does. And I'll go <coughs> Joe Hart and go. I don't know the, the situation we be a bit, so I'll put Ralston back in there. Um, Carter Vickers, Starfelt, Ball and Galway do come back in. And I'll put Yada on the right, Turnbull McGregor in the middle, with Johnson on the left, with Jay Mackis, and Kyle go up front. Nice. <laughs> Probably will never, ever happen that way. Yeah. <laughs> i will just like to see it I mean it's at home I don't mean it's, it's our ground so we yeah. can try things what about, what about yourself Ronnie?
1: well I wouldn't be against that team Stephen but uh, I've got to be pretty and I think it'll be well hard. obviously Hart will obviously be in with your eh, Cameron Carter Vickers and Starfelt at, at the back I think Ralson will play simply I'm, I'm on your but I don't know where anabich is yet and the fact that he wasn't on the bench the other night suggests that he's in, he won't be ready for for Saturday I agree with you, I think Bolling Golly will come back in, I think, I don't know if uh, the performance from uh, Montgomery was down to fitness, just, he didn't have his best game and maybe it was a wee bit of fitness, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bolling Golly comes back in, I think he'll go with the same midfield, but I think it'll be McGregor, uh, Tumble and Rogic, I think that'll, that'll go, I think, I actually think them. It might be your out right and Mikey Johnson out left, and I think he'll actually, he'll play Kyle up front. So the only real surprise for me would be if Mikey Johnson comes in, and then obviously pushes pushes over that. Because for me, if Ball and Golly comes in, I I know he's only came in for two games and then been bombed out for 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 weeks after it. But for me right now, it wouldn't be a surprise Ball and Golly coming in. The only surprise would be. Mikey Johnson, cause he's just back, but I don't think it'd be the worst thing to do bring Mikey Johnson in and, uh, instead of a badder.
0: Yeah, just the, again as we as we said before, just to give a badder a bit of a rest yeah. within himself. I think. Yeah, he he needs that. He's only nineteen. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. played a, a shared a shared load of games already he's for Celtic European it, domestic.
1: It also gives him that we maybe say that we kick up the wrong gun. Like you've got to fight for your places. You've not been performing. Yeah, you're not in the team tonight. Yeah.
0: Great point, great point, especially when James Forrest comes back, it will be a battle yeah. between them two, but come to yourself, score predictions, what are we going for?
1: Uh, I think 3-0, 3-0, and I think Kyogo will score one, I think Yacht will score one, and I think, I think the big Greek goddess will come on, the new Greek goddess, big Giamakas, I think he'll come on and get his first goal for Celtic.
0: I'll, I'll go 5-0, I'll Both. go Kyogo to get 2, Kyogo to get 2, Jadda to get 1, Turnbull to get the other, and Jamakis to get the other, so that's my goal scores. I think, I think when Jamakis scores, it'll just send him on to another yeah. level in terms of content. He'll probably start banging them in, quite regularly for something. But look, again, crossed. the deadly duo does it again, brings <laughs> yeah. it to the end of the show. And what I want to say to the people who are listening, we appreciate all your report and all your comments, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, when we put up our, our videos and stuff. We do greatly appreciate it. And just one thing I want to say to you. It's just keeping an eye out for our 67th episode. We are fast approaching it. And we may or may not have a big surprise for you all. So just keep tuned. And Francis, keep tight-lipped li- tight on it. Throwing out a wee teaser there. So to the listeners, just keep tuned. And maybe we surprise coming next week for you. But have you enjoyed this one,
1: Francis? Yeah, it's been very good. Very good, Stephen. It's, it's, they're, getting, they're getting good, these podcasts when you're talking about Celtic winning all the time.
0: Uh, that's very true. Said all the doom and gloom that yeah. we're used to. But again, when Celtic win or Celtic lose, we come on and give our opinion and that that's just that's just the way it is. And every fan, everyone's entitled to it. But again to everyone who's listening, stay well and keep safe. Heal, heal.